to the extended cut. Got John Reeves with us again. Hey. We, uh, Sunday, uh, big day for all the family of churches, one of those moments where um, all of us come together. And I thought, John, you might give us a, a little bit of an update. I know all of our churches on Sunday prayed for Saluda, a terrible tragedy happening. Um, I believe that was Monday night going into to Tuesday morning That's right. uh, last week, so a week ago today, and a uh, tragic car accident where two young men were were, uh, were killed, lost their lives. And um, anyway, just Trey Sheely, our, our uh, pastor out at the Saluda Church, just an integral part of being there and, um, and the Saluda Church as a whole, just trying to love on uh, the families and the community. John, I know you went out there Sunday. Yep. I thought it might be yep. good to give our folks an update on that. Yeah, you know, uh, obviously really sad on Sunday. There's uh, it, it was fun for me to be there on a sad day just, just to watch them and how they're caring for the community. So mm-hmm. as, as folks from Radius listen to this podcast, there ought to be some joy in your heart to watch Watch your brothers and sisters out in Saluda take care of that community, and really Radius Saluda has done that. Trace, Trace led that charge, but that body has been really good to the community. Mm. For those that don't know, uh, Drayton, Drayton Black was one of the boys that was killed in the car wreck, and his mother and sister are, are partners out there at Radius mm. Saluda. So, you know, the the church has rallied around them, and, and it's, it's, it's just cool to see the church um, stand mm. up. Oftentimes, you know, we the church in the United States were. We got our issues. It was really fun to see her uh, do her job, and that's certainly what what the folks at Radius uh, Salute are doing. Mm-hmm. So, the service was you know sad, but um, it was still this, this good time of remembering who God is, without mm-hmm. giving all the answers to mm-hmm. the tragedy, but just stating and remembering who God is. We we spent a bunch of time out there in that Second Corinthians passage where God says that he is the God of comfort, hmm. which is not often who we, we always want to talk about the sovereign God when there's tragedy, but he says about himself that he is the God of comfort. Hmm. And uh, we, we, we stood on that a little bit and then, then worshiped him in song and, you know, good, hard morning. Hmm. Yeah. I'm really thankful that uh, we as a church across all the different campuses can partner with each other when, when, when days are hard. Yeah. Yeah, I think about, um, you know, the decision we made not too long ago was for all the churches to come back together, come together as one, uh, one voice to row as one, I think has been what we've talked and showed to our partners, this idea of us all rowing together. And it's in moments like this, you feel the strength of it. Yes. Um, there's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes that show that the benefits of us being one, but it's a time like this where you can go out there and uh, speak to them, um, rally around that. I, anyway, I, I think there's a, uh, the strength of what we're trying to accomplish. And then as you think about being in, hopefully, Pillion and downtown mm-hmm. and Batesburg, and as we want to continue to create that, not for the name of Radius, but for the name of Jesus so that we can, uh, we can be a part of those communities and... and um, and point them to Jesus in the good times and the bad. Yeah, just just for our folks to celebrate a little bit. Not too long ago, there was no Radius Saluda, and a group of 20 or so folks went out there and 
have cut that road and they've actually carried that DNA of being responsible for their radius. So when something horrible like this happens, they're actually, because of those years of uh, loving the Lord and loving their community, they're pushed into the forefront and and Radius out there is actually really able to be in the middle of it all because, mm-hmm. because one, um, that group came out of Radius Lexington. Radius Lexington was willing to send them. Mm-hmm. Two, um, that first group of 20 carried that DNA and carried it well. And then um, Ross and then, again, Trey now, who's leading the church out there, has done as well. And uh, So it's, it's, there's, there's celebration for the opportunity to serve in mm-hmm. really hard days like today. And, yeah, we're looking forward to that. And, all parts of the Midlands. Yep. That's good. Well, I know uh, all of us watched uh, the video on Sunday where you were teaching Genesis 40, but you also did that in Saluda. And so right. uh, able to clearly, Joseph is, I mean, going through trial after trial, uh, suffering, if you will. And so mm-hmm. it wasn't a hard, wasn't hard at all to, to tie together the the tragedy in Saluda with the story of Joseph. Um, as you That's walk right. as you walk through the passage, um, a lot of things come to mind. He's in prison, but he he rises to second in command. You got some guys with dreams. They interpret the dreams. And um, and then at the end it's he's forgotten again. So it's like you finally think he's gonna climb up out of the pit before you know it he's he's <laughs> more bad things happen to him. Um, how did you, you know, just because clearly your sermon on Sunday was a little different and saluted than what we saw yeah. at our other locations. Talk about the way you nuanced that. Yeah, so in Saluda, we we just uh, focused, and I only, only you know, I, th- I think this is a good good lesson for all of us that are believers. When people are grieving, you, know, you just don't talk as much. It's a good time to listen. So we were brief. We didn't we didn't talk a lot, but we we took out just that. Uh, those three verses in the middle where uh, Joseph is aware of the suffering of other people while he's suffering. Hmm. Um, and so just just highlighted those three. That, that's really where I started. I highlighted those those three verses and thank the people at Radio Saluda for um, helping others suffering while they were suffering. Hmm. Is that, that's exactly what Joseph's eyes, he had his eyes up. He, he was able to recognize the pain of the other prisoners despite his own pain, and that's, uh, that's, that's a beautiful picture of Christ. Uh, Tony Evans says this, In our suffering, a common temptation is to stop believing that God will use us. And I think for, for me, you know, I really wonder what I would have done. It's a great reminder for us as believers, when we're suffering, it's really easy to go hide in a bedroom hmm. or hide away or, or um, plan the next thing that will make us happy, hmm. something other than God. And uh, so, so we focused in on that, and then went to that passage in Second Corinthians and talked a lot about the comfort of God. Yeah, which, uh, which I alluded to, you know, on the video part. But there, that was the primary. The thing that struck me is that, that there's three things said about um, that God says about Himself. He says He's the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's the Father of compassion, and He's the God of all comfort. That's a pretty amazing mm. verse in verse 3 of 2 Corinthians chapter 1 where I, I just think God's stating what he does when we are grieving. Mm. He's the father of the Lord Jesus Christ, the ultimate answer to all suffering. 
Um, he's the father of compassion, which I just think nobody views him as that mm. virtually, especially when we're suffering. He, we we, we want to ask why. But then the last one, he's this deep reservoir of comfort. Mm. And at least my, this is experiential. And you, you probably have some stories like this too, Russell, but in the hardest times, it's almost like that reservoir breaks through any dam that I have maybe built over time. Hmm. If I'm a little pond on the outskirts of this great deep reservoir of God's comfort, and, and over time I put some sticks in the way that probably limit the amount of comfort that I'm enjoying, it seems like this special grace from God, I, I, I don't know another way to explain it. It's, hmm. it's almost if that reservoir uh, surges and come, just breaks through my dam, and it, and it flows into my pond, fills my pond up, and then... Hmm. If I'm willing, um, it'll spill over onto others around me. And I, I really think that Second Corinthians passage is teaching this idea. That's that's who the church is. I mean, we, we have no comfort hmm. outside of God, but that our our little pond can be a resource to others if we allow Him to overflow it. Hmm. So uh, certainly, the folks in in, in Saluda, particularly the family, yeah. are in the middle of that process right now. Yeah, that that verse you're talking about in uh, in chapter 40 is why do you look so sad today? His ability, even in the midst of prison, wrongly in prison, wrongly sold into slavery, mm-hmm. wrongly, you know, all, I mean, like you just so much, and yet he's able to to see in others pain and ask him about it, and then not only to ask him about it, but willing to get into the mess. It's like, man, I, I got my own mess here. I don't know if I really want to get into your mess. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but his willingness to do it, and like you said, that reservoir, um, you know, for the last few chapters, we know the Lord is with him. Mm-hmm. And and so um, it, doesn't have to be an, it doesn't have to be a lot, nope. but just enough. Yeah. And it uh, seems like that's always about what it is. <laughs> just enough. <laughs> just yeah, enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it is crazy to watch him. You know, we use our word radius. He's responsible for his radius wherever he is, hmm. even while he's suffering. That's uh, that's amazing to watch. Yeah. I, uh, you know, as I listen to you preach, the again, this idea that he is put in custody of the house, like immediately. I mean, he is... He has continued to work hard. He has continued to find that spot. He's able to administer and lead. He did that in Potiphar's house. I think he did it in Jacob's house. He's doing it again here in prison. Uh, we're going to find out what he does in chapter 41. Like, mm-hmm. man, he, he goes to work. He does what he's supposed to do, um, even in difficult circumstances. And there's just a, there's a lot to be said about character there that, Oftentimes we want to quit. Oftentimes when things go wrong, we want to pout. Um, and there's no pouting here. It's just, nah. you know, get up and take care of what you're supposed to take care of and go from there. Yeah, there's definitely, you've used the word formed or forged a lot. And uh, as have a variety of our guys as we've communicated this passage. But there's certainly a, there's this this idea throughout the story of Joseph that, that we're formed over time. And, and so the suffering, like, that's what I really appreciate, the way the story's told by, by Moses in Genesis, is that no apology for this taking a long time. Hmm. And so the, the formation, and, and most of us that are getting a little older, we, we look back and, man, 
some of them hard times weren't short times. Hmm. They were long times, and and actually that's where the characters. It's actually kind of formed in the finishing, is walking all the way through it. Just, just it's just hard. Hmm. And this passage brings that out. In a I, I really liked and commented on Sunday on the, on this. Sometime later, it just it's not even clear, but it's just it's just time elapses, and it is hard to stay the course and finish. It really is. Yeah, you. Uh... The, the word endurance, mm. perseverance, mm. those words in Scripture that, um, you know, sometimes we don't, we think about them in terms of, like, lifelong. Yeah. But there are places where we have seasons of life that need to be endured, that we have to fight through, that you have to persevere. Um, clearly, it applies to all of our life. But there are, I mean, I can think of specific seasons where I needed an extra dose of endurance. I needed an extra dose of suck it up and and push through and and mm-hmm. fight to get through something. And um, you'd have to think that's that's several places for Joseph. Absolutely, I, and and it's just good wisdom for like our young. I had an old man tell me one time in my twenties. He said, "You need to make a two to three year decision." I think for our younger generation right now, it's really easy to make like a six-month generation because we're looking for the greener grass. Hmm. And a lot of the development can't happen because we just didn't stay long enough. Hmm. We, we moved when it when it got hard. Um, hmm. And he was telling me that because in your 20s, oftentimes you try to have your whole life figured out. So he's hmm. going two to three years and then move, you know, then, then think about. But I think for, for our generations presently, there's no, you need to stay that long. Yeah, for it to take its full effect, and he said in your thirties, three to five years, mm. in your forties, maybe you'll have something figured out. Yeah, you know, like it was, it was this really, <laughs> it was pretty generic. But when you when you think about the suffering and the development that happens from hardness, um, now Joseph didn't have a choice; he had to mm. stay. Yeah. He's in jail. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. But for the rest of us, there is this uh, growth that comes comes from staying and finishing whatever the task is at hand. Yeah. Um, thinking through this, we haven't seen Joseph do much self-promotion. No, um, no kidding. I, I guess there could be an argument made for um, sharing the dreams in chapter 37, maybe. Yep. I, I think that's less self-promotion and more, this is what God has showed me, and so I'm going to share it with you. I'm 17. I'm 17, right, yeah, right. yeah. So it's 17, yeah. Um, but... Even in slavery, even in Potiphar's house, in prison, there's been no self-promotion till you get to verse 12 of chapter 40. Yeah. And he gives the interpretation, and he says um, in, in verse 14, but when all goes well for you, remember that I was with you. Please show kindness to, be, to me by mentioning me to Pharaoh and get me out of this prison. Mm-hmm. Um, it's our first glimpse that, it's not like he's just sitting there, you know, taking it without any any mention of it. Yeah. I mean, it. I, I do think it's it, it makes me feel good to know that he is mentioning it somewhere, but it's he, he, I don't think he mentioned it in, in 39. I mean, I think he just went to work and got after it. And I, I could imagine that maybe somewhere along the line he said something to Potiphar. You, you would think so. But it, it's overt here to say, yeah. get me out of this prison. I was kidnapped. Uh, I've done nothing that I should be put in this dungeon. When something goes right, hey, put a good word in for me. Um, 
You know, for guys like me who don't, I, I'm not a self promoter. Like I couldn't sell anything if my <laughs> life depended on it. Right. Um, but you kind of sit back and say, if yeah, if you're going to do it, this would be the way to do it. Yeah, and I like it, man. It shows that he's a man. Like, like when you read it, without some moments like that, you're wondering, does this guy even process hmm. some of the pain of hmm. the situation? Is it? He's just numb to the pain. He's just yeah. rolling. No, nah, he's thinking about how to get out, and which actually, um, you know, shows more about his character, how strong his character is. That he's he's suffering, knowing what he's suffering. Yeah, and would like to get out of the suffering. And so when the next chapter starts, and two years later, you're going, here's a guy who just took his best shot mm. in a healthy way, and uh, yeah, to, to me, makes me look very human. It also makes me think of. The the age old story where where the guy's on top of his roof and he's and the place is flooding and a helicopter comes he says no I'm waiting on God and a boat comes and you keep going yeah God just put this he, he I'm sure he saw this opportunity that's great yeah Lord put this guy here I'm gonna interpret his dream and and I'm gonna tell the baker not to say that he knows my name <laughs> <laughs> yeah it doesn't go great for the baker in this no one. it doesn't um, yeah I, I think this also there's a place for when we think about right. Um, righteousness or justice. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, a lot of times we think about the New Testament, this people want to talk about like turn the other cheek. Um, mm-hmm. I do believe that there are places in our lives where we shouldn't constantly um, declare our rights. And that's really difficult, especially for us as Americans to say that, like I have a right to do this. Yeah. And then... But I think there are places where it is okay to stand up for yourself when when it, there's been wrongly you've been wrongly accused. It's just interesting to to feel this a little bit of attention on how much do I do this? Because yeah. America wants us to do it all the time, yes, for everything, yes, and stand up for yourself all the time, yeah. And then here you have like it's it's not till chapter forty that he actually kind of says, "Hey, I, I'm yeah. kind of here the wrong way." Yeah, remember me. It's kind of an interesting, you know, parallel and dichotomy in scripture. It is indeed. I think I think there's danger of over spiritualizing it. You know, like is, is yeah. he being is he lacking faith when he does that? That's, yeah. that's like for one, he, he never does, and he's doing it here. But you know, I, the first story that came to my mind when I read it, preparing was when Paul's getting ready to meet all the apostles in the Book of Acts, hmm. and he sets the table. So instead of going into the meeting cold. He meets with them individually, mm. and he has it set before he gets there. Well, why don't he just pray? Yeah, and have God. I, I think sometimes <laughs> you're like, man, thinking too hard. Like it's yeah. over spiritualization of it, as opposed to it was a faithful step to talk to him individually. It was he was faithful in the meeting. In this case, Joseph has an opportunity, and I, I, I think you could argue by faith he opens his mouth and says, "Here's my situation. Remember when you get out." And he's actually expecting God to free him from this spot, and wondering if. This guy's and he is the way. Yeah, yeah he find is. Out next yeah. chapter. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a couple of years, but he is. Um, yeah, just really always, always interesting to think through. How, how do we do that? What's that fine line of of not making it all about our rights? Um, yeah, because clearly he could have done that in in thirty nine. He could have just sat back and looked at Potiphar and the whole time said, "I don't deserve to be here. I don't deserve to be here. I don't deserve to be here." Right. But he does what he's supposed to do. And when he finds that moment, he takes it. Um, and so, anyway, something to wrestle with. I'm not sure there's a right or a wrong no. answer on it, but uh, 
two sides of them. And then the Proverbs for our younger people, particularly, I think, you want somebody else to speak highly of you as opposed to you speaking highly of you. Yeah. It goes way better for you. Yeah. Those words are taken way more seriously. Um, what else for you as you walk through the passage on Sunday? What were some things, what else jumped out at you that you were wanting to spend some time with? The, the only other thing, that I didn't spend as much time on Kobe as I probably would have liked to, which is, is just because on occasion when something happens in our culture where everybody's talking about it, hmm. I, uh, I kept going, how do I talk about Kobe in this story? Because our, our people are all dealing with um, e- even people that aren't sports fans. It's crazy. I'm sitting at Creekside, and there's six men over there, clearly know nothing about the NBA. They're mm-hmm. talking about the Kobe story, how, yeah. the, how, how the helicopter crashed, about the daughter. Um, it's just a moment for our people and for us to interact with our world on a mm-hmm. subject that they're talking about. And I, I do think it was. it's like there's some truth in there that if we navigate well, mm-hmm. we can represent the Lord well. Mm-hmm. And if we navigate poorly, we can misrepresent the Lord. Yeah, um, and come off harsh, or uh, ah, generally the church comes off harsh on subjects like that. Yeah, they act like they have all the answers, and it's it's one one of those moments to empathize with with folks. Mm-hmm. And I, I particularly thought of it on the truth part, where he's sharing bad news with the baker. Yeah, he's faithful to share the bad news. But how you share the bad news or the good news is really important. How how your your tone, hmm. um, your your literal attitude on the inside toward people when when crazy stuff like that happens with Kobe, to Kobe and his family, which is obviously really sad. It's a time for us to be empathetic, hmm. and it also might be a time to share the gospel. It might yeah. be, yeah, and it might not. I felt that a lot, and I, I, I wish I could. I think we have these moments where it's important for us to have a voice, and that, that could be one for a yeah. lot of people. It's kind of strange to say Kobe when you're asking what else is in the passage, but yeah. that was what, what was on my mind yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it's, you know, you think about, I mean, I, I remember when I first read it, you know, I was like, there's no way. You yeah, know, you just, invincible. Just, yeah, yeah. And, and then you just, when you read more of the story, it's just devastating, these families that endured terrible loss, and then on top of that with uh, what happened in Saluda, um, you just, to me, you, you recognize in, in those moments, it's less about trying to figure out, and because Kobe was public figure, right. people trying to figure out, is he a believer, is he not, is he whatever. And and for me, just to, the recognition of time is short. Yep. Our, our lives are not promised another day. And um, so a, as a believer, that just tells me I, I, I want to make sure that I am uh, I'm taking making the most of it. And I, I watched probably one of the more convicting things that I saw in the the aftermath of the Kobe uh, tragedy was Shaquille O'Neal talking about the last time he spoke to him, mm, and I didn't see that. and just I mean he was weeping of I I should have I I, sh- I should have been talking to Kobe, oh, and um, and those that don't know they had their falling out in they L.A. Did. and and just to see a guy look back at it and think. You know, maybe we can reconcile when he's 51. Yeah. 61. Right. Um, or whatever. Now that time's gone, and he recognizes it's gone. And I, I think that's one of those things for me is to recognize in this tragedy, you, you're not you're not promised much. So 
You got today. Make the most of it. I think Joseph is doing that clearly in each situation he He is is in. He is. And that's what we want to do. Make the most of the day. Absolutely. Yeah, you you know, if this is it for Joseph, if he's going to die in jail, Hmm. he's lived well. Yeah. We're going to get to see more next week, but... But if this was it, then then uh, he didn't come up short. No, in any way. Yeah, I think that's the that's the cool part is to see that. Um, yeah, good stuff. Well, next week, uh, forty one. We're gonna find out Joseph's still in prison, but uh, looks like looks like finally the cupbearer is gonna remember some things, <laughs> Wait, and yeah. uh, now we're gonna he's gonna deal with a completely different set of. Situations in chapter 41, but uh, all good. All yeah. good. The story keeps, this is a great story. Yeah. Builds every week. Yep. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you guys. We will do uh, Genesis 41 next week, and we'll see you then.